everyone to today's episode of Photography Hustle, the show where we interview entrepreneurs who start photography as a hobby and now focus on it as their main bread. I'm your host, Luis Rivera. And before we start talking about photography, I just still want to give a few names out there for helping me reach out to a bigger audience. I think they deserve a mention, don't you? So first person I want to name is uh, Jalimad Vasquez. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. Zach Moore, thank you for your support. Also, check out his amazing uh, illustrations and paintings page on Facebook. You won't regret it. Great artwork. Petey Reams, thank you for making this amazing track. You're always the best. Thank you for keep providing me all with the tracks to get these uh, podcasts going. And guys, uh, I just want to say beforehand, before we start getting to the phone interview uh, with my special guest, uh, there is explicit content. So I don't know for those out there that, you know, would not like to hear that. Uh, I just want to uh, forewarn you. Let's get to it and uh, let's get with the let's get on with the show. Let's talk photography. Hello. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Hey David, sorry, I just, I don't know, I just drew a blank. <laughs> I'm like, uh, wait, I was supposed to say something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guys, welcome to Photography Hustled. Today I have an awesome special guest, David Hader. How are you doing today, David? I'm pretty good, how are you? Oh man, I just had, I just drew a blank and I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I'm glad that, you know, we were able to arrange something. Today's been very busy for me, I don't know why, but... I just been. I thought I was gonna get a, a handle, you know, calling you sooner. I apologize, but you know, David, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell the podcasters, you know, who David Hader is. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. Um, I uh, am a professional photographer. I've been um, full time since um, November of 2018. Um, before that, I had. Um, had a job for 17 years, um, oh. just doing like like I was a retail department manager, supervisor, and uh, yeah, at some point like the photography just eclipsed it, and um, I couldn't I couldn't have time for both, so gotcha. I picked the other one, and um, that was kind of I mean that was my goal for a long time. Like um, I was a professional musician for 10 years, not full time, um, but like yeah, it was my dream to be like a rock star. And, all that stuff so by the time I was like uh 29 I just realized it wasn't really fashionable like to be like um to try to be a rock star anymore like um I got a kid and um you can't be out like boozing it up all the time and then trying (laughs) to like work a day job and 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 yeah I I decided to quit like drinking like around when I was 29 so then I tried to try to find like music as an outlet again and it wasn't the same so I got into art Went to. I started painting. Well, I, I painted before when I was a kid, and then found got a guitar, played guitar, and then got back into painting um, after not liking guitar anymore. And like I did my first art show, 2011, and then um, people started asking like, "Hey, like, can you do this painting like in a larger size, or can you do this in a smaller size, or can you do a lower price on this thing?" And I was like. Uh. <laughs> I was like, you know what, like, in the stuff I was doing wasn't, like, it wasn't um, realism or anything, it was just abstract artwork, like, like, Jackson Pollock and... More like abstract, um, like, I mean, yeah. like, are we talking about, like, as far as, uh, uh, it, like, do two different paintings, like, as far as, like, and I, when I, when I think of abstract, I think of, like, I don't know how to spell, like, I think of Van Gogh, I mean, I know that sounds kind of cheesy to yeah, say, I, 
Well, like the the realistic kind of like object stuff. Like if I do if I draw like painted like a bridge, it would kind of be like it would look kind of Van Goghish. Um, it wasn't like oh, okay. accurate to accurate to look, but it had like you could tell what it was. Um, gotcha. I mean, I I did some kind of realistic stuff, but most of the stuff that I actually like sold that people bought was like like splatter paint. Um, it was more like it showed more like emotion on like on canvas rather than like an actual picture. Yeah, like had, it was had more that like David style, you know, that it had like a combination of colors and just movement and energy to it. Um, so trying to, so I trying to replicate like a painting like that was impossible. Hmm. Like, I'm like, how am I going to throw paint exactly here to make it drip exactly like this to make an upscale version of something I did? Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's crazy. Did so? Did you take on that challenge and you said you made it bigger, or you're just like, eh? No, I was like, I'm buying. I was like, I can sell prints. So <laughs> I went, I went and got a camera. Um, I got like a Nikon P. I actually traded a piece of artwork for a Nikon P80, like bridge camera. Had like the zoom in, like the attached zoom lens, and um, I shot like a few few paintings like that, and it was cool. Um, this was around like 2012. Right, right. And um, and I was like, yeah, I was like, cool. I was like, I got this covered. So if anybody needs prints, I was like, I print it. So then once I like shot the picture, the paintings, I loaded them in the computer, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I can mess with the colors too. So I like hmm. changed the colors, and I was like, I could make like different versions of this one piece. And I was like, all right, cool. I was like, I pretty much just locked, unlocked this, all this potential for my artwork. I was like, great. So you so then, took, um, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. So you did a painting, and with that painting, you replicated by taking a photo, and then you did a whole other David style to it, meaning you put different, you know, different colors, different, you know, ways of yeah. other people. So and people, and people bought that, like. Yeah, I mean, the the option was there, but like this this happened, this transition happened so fast. Like within like the next week, I was like, hey, let me just start taking pictures of like. Oh, your paintings. As I'm going out, at, like other than my paintings, so like I took pictures of my son. And I was like, this was kind of fun. Oh, I like yeah. posted, so I was able to post my artwork, post pictures of my son on Facebook. And I started editing stuff. There was, I, I just started kind of like diving more into photography, and I was like, what's this DSLR thing? Because I was like, <laughs> I was like, I see people like attaching lenses to their thing, and like I can screw these filters on, but it was like crap. <laughs> You were just uh, like, you was, were in love. You were in love. Like, I, I can tell already, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the next, uh, maybe, like, it wasn't even, like, six months later after getting that one camera, I was like, I'm flying in a DSLR. So, like, I took the bus. I didn't drive. Oh. I, I had no I had no car from uh, when I was 28 till I was, like, 36. So wow. I took the bus. Wow. In the wall... Into Wilmington, went to Levy's Pawn Shop, and um, there was, like, a choice between, like, a Nikon D60 and, like, a Canon, like, TI, I don't know, something. Right, like one of the models. Uh, yeah. I think the Nikon was, like, there was something about the Nikon that was a little cheaper, or it was, there was something I liked better, and I was also kind of used to the Nikon, and I was like, let me just get the Nikon, so I, like, got the Nikon, and uh, as soon as I got it, like, I walked around, like, Wilmington, and like Brandywine Park and like walked oh, around nice. like Alapocus and like took pictures. I didn't even, 
I didn't even have the auto autofocus on. Like I was like manually focusing. I was like, this is I guess how you do it with the DSLR, right? So I'm like <laughs> manually focusing with the DSLR and like and then I was like, Well I was like it autofocus I was like, this AF thing does so I switched that on and I was like, Okay, that works too but there was only three focus points on there. There was left, middle and right. Right. You're just um, like, uh... <laughs> so so most of the time it was basically like center of the frame and and yeah, I kind of just, I just figured it out. And then, um, uh, that's, that camera was like, um, like 10 megapixels. Oh. And, uh. Um, the cream of the crop back then. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the cream of the crop like 10 years before. Like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, well, I would say like two, it's probably like a 2008 camera, maybe. 2012. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's... I, it was around that time, but also, I mean, since you had the uh, the Nikon P80 you mentioned, yeah, yeah, you know that. I wonder if that was like a, a another upgrade, like you know, maybe they had different styles, like you know, maybe did it have like auto focus points as as well as the Nikon D60 or or vice versa. Uh, it just had a square. Gotcha. Like, and um, and it was a digital viewfinder, which was kind of weird because like when I put it up to my eye, I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, like, but what, then when I put what are you it doing. Yeah, but then when I looked, shot it in live view, it felt better. Like just kind of looking through a hole and having it digitally was was weird for me. Um, but now I'm using mirrorless, so like that's, that's a whole other like I kind of evolved back. But I, I feel I actually feel better when I'm looking through a, a DSLR viewfinder because I feel like more connected with somebody. And I, it's it's funny that you said that because uh you know with my Nikon Z6 I personally love that in case i mean it, it spoiled me it really spoiled me because i'm so used to dslrs where you know i don't know how the shot's going to be if it's too dark too bright until yeah. after i take the shot but when yeah. i take the shot on the nikon z6 you know the mirrorless uh, camera i see you know i can adjust my iso right then you know i can adjust my shutter speed you know uh i mean you're not going to see the shutter speed until you know you're actually in the shoot but you know yeah. i can change my aperture and I can see already the big difference on that versus DSLR. I could be shooting, you know, like sports photography, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, I, you know, spray and pray. And then I'm yeah. like, okay, this one's blurry, this one's blurry, too dark, too dark, too dark, too bright, too bright. So it's just like, you know, those those little convenience of those things that just spoiled me a little bit. And I kind of have to go back into the roots of DSLR because, yeah. I mean, I got the Nikon D500. You know, I have... um the Nikon Z50, I have a Nikon Z6, and it's just like I'm trying to transition back and forth because I don't want to leave anything out, and I want to have in case something happens that I just can't, like, you know, my, my full frame, whatever, like, decides to crap out because X, Y, Z. I'm like, oh, crap, you know, well, thank God I have a spare camera. Yeah. But, yeah, I I definitely, you know, like, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because, I, again, I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled, you know, and... When it, when it comes to now, mind you, my DSLR, you know, I just when I'm shooting sports photography, man, that thing is lightning quick. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, I mean, not to talk about gear or anything like that, you know, and not to drive mm -hmm. away from the story, but I just want to say that, like, you know, these other things that just like you know that go hand in hand with each other, like you know the the mirrorless world versus you know the DSLR world, they they got their both differences, but I mean they're still both great gear yeah yeah 
And I, I mean, I have, I still have two Z750s that I, I probably will not get rid of um, because I like them a lot. I mean, I, I traded a D850 for a, a a second Z6. Really? And I was I was sad about it, but like in reality, like having the D850 was like having a Ferrari. Um, because, and I, I would only take it out for special use. And I'm like, why am I not just using this thing? Right. Right. And, and, uh, a my buddy Trevor was like, Owen, he's like, he's been, he was shoot, he shoots like eagles and stuff and does birding. And he was like, um, he was like, anybody want to get rid of a, he's like, I want a D850. He's like, anybody want to trade the D6 with, um, an, an FTZ adapter, the, um, a 50 millimeter lens and, battery and all this stuff and i was like dude i'm so yeah why not i was like (laughs) i've had i've had this camera for 2000 2018 like i've i haven't beat it up but i've got my money worth i got my money out of it of course and um fine whatever i'll do it so i did it and yeah i like it but like yeah the d850 d850 is better but it made me get a d7 (laughs) oh okay (laughs) hey there's no shame in that, you know, it's just, <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if I, um, I don't know if I, I think I did ask this. You said you wanted, you said you were, you know, from a musician, by the way, congratulations on, you know, uh, giving up drinking or maybe, you know, uh, like I said, that's, that's a big, you know, big medal right there on, on anybody, you know, cause it's so hard. We get caught up in, you know, what's called life and, yeah. you know, it, it's hard to give things up and, and, you know, but big kudos to you, seriously. And uh, also, you know, the musician, you know, I'm pretty sure if you picked it up now, you'd probably get a little different tune, you know, here and there. But um, also, I mean, you're just, you're just so artistic all around, which is amazing because, you know, usually people, when they're in photography, it's like you get those creative juices, you know, like it's just that atmosphere, you know, when, you know, when they say about the, like the right and left brain kind of hemisphere kind of thing, like, you know, yeah. this activates, you know, the creativeness, this creates, you know, the work method about this, like, and, and I think you have all that, you know, like, everything that you mentioned is all creative, uh, artistics. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, and that's awesome. You had it in spades. I used to, once again, when I, I spoke with Tiffany Tisdale on the podcast, you know, I was all about being, you know, a cartoonist because I was like, oh, I'm going to draw, you know, I'm going to make you a Disney one day. They're going to hire me. And then I was like, yeah. Yeah, but at the re- in the reality, I wanted to be a photographer as a kid too. So I mean, I mean, it's it's a lot of work. Like the drawing part, like yeah, <laughs> photography to me felt like the easy way out because that was the other thing too. Is when I, I went from like music, you, you play guitar and you play a song, like you play it over and over again for pretty much the rest of your musical career. Um, yeah. If you have a hit song, they want to hear that every time that you were there. Like, imagine how many times, like, Green Day has had to play, um, like, American Idiot. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, imagine, imagine writing what you thought was a masterpiece, like, five years later, and you're like, I want to play this whole album to all these people, and I want them to listen to it. And then you play, like, three songs, and they're like, play uh, the old stuff. Yeah. You don't care. <laughs> like, damn, man. You're like, come on, man. Seriously, guys. And yeah, when you go to record in a music recording studio, like that would drive me insane because I would be like, "All right, we're gonna play this. We're playing these this section of this song," and we're like, you hear it uh, uh, over and over again, uh, and then you hear 
your your band members lay their tracks down, then you lay your tracks down, and you hear it over and over again. And you're not even done the song yet. You're only done the one part. <laughs> right. And you got, if you have like a 14 song like EP or six song EP, like you gotta oh. do that six more times. Oh. And, uh, and I mean, I, I can really justify my my drinking <laughs> um, through that through that time because it's just like it's got mundane. Um, no matter how passionate you are about do something, doing something, like it, it loses its its fun when you're like just constantly just doing it. That would um, work, you know. Like, and um, so then when I I moved to art, I was like the first like epiphany I had was when I like drew something. I was like, I just drew it. It's there. I don't have to do it again. Right. Like, it's done. Right. And now with photography, like every like the stuff's already created for me i just click a button and that that's it's done right. the image it's like, is creative yeah i mean i can whatever i can take it into lightroom i can take it into photoshop and i can do all the stuff with it but like the the basis of it the foundation of it is, is there and uh i was like damn i was like i yeah i'm lazy this is this is perfect for me <laughs> um hey if if you're not i mean <laughs> I, oh man, I, I forgot. It's like if you're doing something, you know, too hard, or I forgot how the phrase went, then you're not doing it right, or something like that. Yeah. Like it's always like lazy, you know. It's always like everybody finds a, their lazy way to get through it, and that's how that's how people are successful, you know. Like they found something that they didn't have to put a lot of hard work into, and yeah. you know, which to me it's you know, or I should say like a lot of people have mentioned before, that's considered a gift, something you don't have to put a, like a lot of effort into, and you know, and the music, oh, man, I, you know, I could just hear that same note, that same note, that same note. You're just like, yeah. oh, gosh, come on, guys. Uh, really, can we keep moving to past this part? And then the painting yeah. is so, you know, it could be, you know, one day or it could be, you know, up to a year. Some people, yeah. you know, like when they paint, paint their masterpieces, it could yeah. take a long time. But photography, yeah. man, you could create that art that day. That second, you're just like, whoa! I just created this masterpiece. Wow! Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I, I have a friend that's he's like he's a um I went to a Votech school with him and he uh he graduated with graphic design but then he went to an art school like he's an amazing artist but he sells cable um oh. and he's like he's a, dude he's like I have a painting in my room let's hang it on my wall that I've been working on for like the past 10 years. And oh he's like, goodness. I'll just walk by and just add like one thing after looking at it and then just walk away. So I'm like, dude, I was like, I'd burn that thing Ooh. to the ground. Like I would throw it out. Like if <laughs> my mindset is like, I'm done something before I even start it. Like, oh. so when it, if it takes me longer to do something, like it, it kind of, I, I just, I start to lose interest. Like I, I do have a short attention span. That's one of the reasons why I like photography like, great for me and then the other reason why i have really hard time understanding video <laughs> oh man you know you know it's funny too because like photography like to me i and i mentioned this previously i i always get nervous i'm always nervous i'm always like you know that adrenaline is always pumping with me because you know you, you, you're always nervous that you're gonna mess up you know you're always nervous oh, yeah. and even though like i i don't try to show that to them but i mean you're just I mean, is that does that work the same for you? Like, are you constantly nervous? I don't nervous? freak like, out. I have to. <laughs> I mean, my my like my my paycheck, like my life, like 
everything that I have relies on me clicking a camera properly and delivering the images. Like, oh, I, sometimes I don't think about the pressure, and the app, like once I get booked so many times, I'm just like, oh god, I gotta <laughs> do all this stuff. But I'm like, at first you're feeling confident, right? You're just like, oh yeah, you know, I got someone booked. Great, I, this is I don't gonna even be have awesome. The confidence, it's just like I just go like, and um. And it, it just, it kind of gets automatic, but, like, when I, like, I mean, I do get nervous, like, especially, like, when, like, when I do headshots, like, headshots are, like, one of the most challenging things, because, like, all you have is their head, (laughs) like, they're from their chest up, like, that's all you have to work with, and, um, you, like, I work with, like, work with corporate companies, so I try to keep everything consistent from head to basically from the, the chest to the space um, between their head and where the, the picture breaks off. So I've, I've like specifically try to align each person um, to have a, the exact amount of space above their head right, right. Uh, for cropping purposes or all their like internet worth, like mm-hmm. internet usage. And then um, so, and, and you have to adjust accordingly because not everybody's the same height, not everybody's the same Absolutely. size. Um, so you have to kind of, kind of basically just have to shoot for that, that spot. Um, and sometimes I'll get home and I'm like, oh man, I missed that one or something like that. And like, um, but yeah, I mean, just, just learn, um, keep going. Like one cool thing about like, like corporate headshots, you could add more background to over top of their head. Like if you get too close, um, I do some like. I do some Photoshop surgery to like change things. Just, I, it's not even for like, for them, it's for me. I'm like, my, I, like the, I have a specific like idea as far as when I put stuff out, like this is how I want it to look. Um, oh, that vision, you know, that yeah. you're just like, and I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, every time I see something, I'm just like, and some, some things like if it's major, you know, I, I try to talk with my clients and I tell mm-hmm. them like, you know, Oh, uh, there was something, you know, something that I found or, you know, there was like a hairline in the face and I try to like remove, I mean, there's like sometimes little things, but to me it's just kind of like, okay, I keep looking at it and the more I keep looking at it, I'm like, okay, I want to fix that. You yeah. know, uh, sometimes it could be just like a little blemish on the skin, you know, and I mean, it's just little small little things that they probably don't notice it, you know, but I do, you know, and I'm just like, uh uh, you know, and, and I just think of, you know, back of like my professors and all that. It's always in the back of my head. Like, oh, did you crop up this certain way? Did you, you know, get the style, the angle right? Did you, you know, make convey what they're trying to, you know, what you're trying to shoot for, you know, the image. And it's just one of those things. It's just things in the back of my head that every time I'm editing, it, you know, that's why, like, if I could, I, I love to shoot. But the editing, I'm just like, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'll do it, you know, of course, because that's part of the job of, you know, photo, you know, photographing and then editing is to make the, that perfect vision. But I just, I mean, if you tell me to shoot all day, I'll shoot all day. Yeah. Now you tell that's me how I love, That's how I love shooting. And like, yeah. Um, I mean, I take second shooter opportunities more than I take weddings. Um, There's no shame in that and, either. I love that. I love second mm-hmm. shooting. I mean, I, I like working for other photographers. I mean, you worked, you and Chris worked with um, Ron Evans. Uh, Ron Evans. I yeah. worked with Ron Evans too. Nice, um, nice. And um, 
I'm telling you, he's a great guy. He's he's just a great yeah. guy all around. Like, I mean, yeah. he's great to work with. He's he's. I mean, he he. If you feel like you're in like a little bit of a jam, you know, you just have that fallback, and and he you know puts you right back up. And I mean, at least I that's how I felt, you know, with him. Um, like I said, he's a great guy all around, and I mean, I that's why he's successful to the point that I'm gonna see if I can get him on a podcast, and because the way we keep talking about you know Ron Evans here. You know, I, I would love to get an interview with him, and uh, I'll definitely yeah. give him a call pretty, you know, sometime soon. But, yeah, I'm uh, sure he would love it too. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get enough like attention that he deserves as a photographer. It's, I mean, it's that big fish, small pond thing. Right, he's right. A, he's a good sized fish, but he's in this big, big pond um, <laughs> yeah. with Philly, with Philly and Delco and stuff like that. Like, and like, I mean, I, I can't imagine like because. I passed 30 photography studios from my house to my studio in Hokessen. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a saturated market. I don't want to say it's oversaturated, but it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of photographers out here. Yeah. And um, but we're, I mean, it's not a competition. Like we're not all competing for the same thing. Like no, of um, course not. And um, yeah, it's it's cool. Like it's cool to run into photographers. Like uh. I forget. I was shooting. I was second shooting a wedding like um, a few months ago, and uh, there was a guy with a, a Nikon camera, like an older older gentleman. He's like taking pictures of family members, and usually I just like roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, it's like Uncle Randy with DSLR. <laughs> I'm like, and uh, he's. Getting, I was like, I hope he doesn't get in the way. But I was like, let me. I was like, let me break the ice first. And I was like, yo, I was like, that's a D850. I was like, oh man, I was like, I missed mine. And he was like, oh, yeah, he's like, what you got? He's like, this, these 750s are good. I was like, yeah, but I was like, I got, I was like, I got rid of mine to get this and start talking. He's like, yeah, he's like, and I was like, uh, and he was like, do you, he's like, are you running this one? I was like, no, I'm, I was like, I'm working for her. I was like, uh, like here's the car, this and that. And he's like, oh, he's like, I'm, um, he's like, have you heard of, uh, Final Focus? And I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, you guys are in Wilmington. And I was like, that, I can't, there's a sign that I can't miss when I, down like A Street, and I was like, "That's you." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, dude, "That's awesome." I was like, "You do like commercial photography?" He's like, "Yeah." You just like I shoot for like Coca Cola and stuff like that. And we do like a lot of the law firms in Wilmington, and wow. I was like, "Great to meet you." I was like, "Make sure you like <laughs> memorize this card if you need help." Right, right. It's like, like um, he's right. Whatever. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, it it was cool to meet. It was cool to meet him, and um. Yeah, like I would like never, never noticed if I just if I didn't open up and be like, and kind of acknowledge like there's a person there with a camera. Let me kind of like, and he asked me to take his family picture with his camera. Oh, nice! So that was like that was great, dude. That's and, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, like people and, uh, are just like that. They just and and you know, sorry not to cut you off. Um, yeah. I don't know if you met the other side of that spectrum, like you know where. People are snooty about things. Like they're like, oh, like, you know, this other this other dude's trying to talk to me, and you're like, no, 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 hold on, I'm just complimenting. You know, like you guys, you're doing it. Looks like you're doing a great job. You know, obviously I haven't seen your work. I don't know who you are. You know, but I've had those play. You know, I've had people like that. And then yeah, I mean, I've I've met, pardon my French, but asshole photographers, and I'm like, I'm also not like I generally try to be nice from the beginning, and like if. After a while, like I just kind of flip the script and then give it back. Um, yeah. I, like I'm not, 
I'm not somebody that's going to kiss somebody's butt. Right, but generally, right. if I if I meet somebody and they're like, um, they're just nice in general. Like I'm nice in general. Like, um, and yeah, I mean, I try to be. I just try to be the best person, like best self I could be, like right. when I, when I'm around. And um, yeah, I mean, if I'm working and somebody's being like yeah, douchey, yeah. uh, I just kind of I just step off um, and just focus on my work and finish and then go from there. Like eventually like me and them will be separated <laughs> <laughs> throughout but, the whole um, time. Yeah. I hear you. Um, I did but, a wedding as a matter of fact, and this is going to be perfect. Like, uh, cause I, I did a, a wedding in Lancaster PA and, um, she hired like three photographers and don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm glad, you know, uh, this other dude was pretty much, I don't know how to explain this, but like he, he did like photography in his own way, which was great. You know, he did a lot of detailed for the wedding. And then this other photographer, you know, was kind of like the main photographer and she had a nurse, she had an assistant as well. And then me, and then I come in the picture and I'm trying to like coordinate with all of them because, you know, three photographers, you don't want to ruin their shot and then you don't want them to ruin your shot either. And, oh, man, but she was so snooty. She was so snooty. Like, I mean, that's, I don't know what other word I can use. Because, I mean, I want to yeah. use other words, but I can't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, like, it's just like, it's like that competition. And I was like, listen, I'm just here, you know, I know the, the bride very well. I know the groom, you know, very well. And, yeah. you know, they, they came to me because they just wanted, you know, more coverage. Um <laughs> it's a big venue and I was like, okay, well, uh, you know, I would like to shoot this, you know, do you guys have any thoughts? And then it was just like a, the cold shoulder kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to shoot this. And, you know, and it was like a trouble me even asking. Yeah. So I was just like, oh then, yeah. gosh, please yeah. just, is this wedding over? <laughs> uh, yeah. But then, I, yeah, I've, I've, I've never had, I don't think, I don't know. I've never had any like, really tough times working with another photographer. I did have like an after effect issue where a photographer I worked for, everything was cool while we worked together. Okay. And then, and this, this photographer, like I'm, I like, uh, linked up with her through Facebook. Um, I don't think we ended, ended up being friends on Facebook. It was just through messenger. It was like, hey, I sent you, or one of us sent each other a message, and then we responded, so we were able to message each other through through Facebook. <clears throat> but there was no like, like actual friendship as far as me, someone, some person sending a friend request or whatever. Right, it was a job um, and done, like just yeah, gotcha. And um, I got like did my I did my job, whatever, and then afterwards I got a text message that, or I got a um, I got a message. Facebook message that was like, why are you unfriend me? Clearly you did. And then I went to go respond and I got blocked. Oh. And then I started getting screenshots from a group of her blasting me saying that like, uh, I was a subpar photographer. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't help with the lighting. I didn't help carry stuff. I didn't do this, didn't do that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I was like, I was like, one, I was like, if you're going to be like asshole, be an asshole from the, like, as soon as I get out of the car. Right, um, not, not after. And, and like, like well, I've done, I've, I've dealt with 
the like I've dealt with many bosses and all the personalities. Like, if you want to be like, if you want to be nasty and make me do stuff, like tell me to do stuff. I'm cool with that. Right. Like, I'm working. I'm I'm working for you. If I don't like it, I won't work for you again. But like, I generally had a good experience working with her that day, and then afterwards because this whole friend I, thing I, on Facebook. Yeah, because because of that, like everything went out. But the flip was. Everybody that saw that knows me and was like, basically, they were just like, no, honestly, like, I've worked with them and that's never happened. Like, honestly, and then people were like, um, they basically just all covered for me. And they're sending me screenshots of them, like, ripping her apart. And I was like, cool, it'd be nice if I was unblocked and I could say something, but I'll just let you guys do it. Um... And, uh, and that was there, but, like, again, like, a lot of the stuff she pointed out really made me reconsider, like, my photography. Um, mm. it does, like, whether you have, like, as much as I think about it, every experience I have is a learning experience, like, whether it's good or bad. Right. And um, generally the bad experience is, like, if somebody has something, like, to hit me with, like, that means, like, I got to work on it. So, okay. Um, okay. if she had, like, everything she had that she thought was enough to, for her to, like, if, if you saw it, then you, it must be, must be something I need to work on. So, mm. um, dude, the next, the following wedding, like, I stepped my game up and, like, considered a lot of that stuff and, uh, it's and like tore almost, it up. It's a, well, it's almost like you should be thanking her, be like, hey, listen, you, you probably ended on a bad note with me, but I, I got better, you know? And yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm 10 times better because of this, you know? And, I mean, I, I try to be, you know. And, I, and my thing is, as a, a second shooter, like, I get safety shots. Like, I'm not trying to do this dramatic stuff and trying to be the hero with the, the great shots. Like, I'm trying to get different. Uh, she said that we got similar angles, and I'm like, yeah, it was a backyard wedding. I was like, if I got a different angle, there would have been a damn truck in there. <laughs> so that that's a different story. But, right. like, a lot, of the, a lot of the stuff, like, I shot, like, State, like safe like if I, I tried to keep as many highlights as possible like yeah the most and, important stuff that you can you know and yeah I tried to make it visible I mean you can there's stuff you can do with editing if you have the information of course if you don't have the information like I was shooting in conditions that were <clears throat> uh like you do like hotel shots oh yeah and I got yelled at for not using natural lighting I'm like yo there's only one source of light and it's a big window yep i was like and it's not going past the, like the first chair that's sitting by the window right I like, right i was like i'm sorry but i got it I made sense to use flash so and that was the one the one thing that was like damn i was like what the, what the heck <laughs> and i was like maybe I was, so it kind of challenged me to think and i was like maybe i should like in different situations, I should try natural light and see what, what I can do with it. And it actually, it did help me, like, with the next wedding, because I was like, uh, and luckily, like, the, the bride was getting her makeup done in the window, mm. and the, the uh, makeup artist and hair were doing it using window light to do that. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I can do, that, do natural light with this, and I'm going to try it. So I did that, and it helped, like, darken out the room so any other distractions were behind them weren't there so I was like okay so I don't have to like dodge too much stuff or frame out things like it's just gonna be black I was like cool okay oh 
Like, so I started making shots with the, the light that was there, and I was like, okay. And then afterwards, I could bring in flash to where I wanted to light things and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, that gave me a, it did give me a, an option to, like, just think about light before I just go in and be like, all right, this is my regular thing where I'm just going to bounce flash in here and, like, and get that. I was like, I need to start, like, creating images that are, um, that are going to be more impactful with the light that's there right, and add right. it if I need it. And honestly, um, some people use that ISO way too high. Like, I get it. I get the look that they're trying to go for. But, I mean, like, I, I don't know if you met other photographers that, you know, because remember how you said, like, that they were trying to, make, you know, see if you can use more natural lighting than, than flash or other words, yeah. you know. But it just I've seen people that, you know, yes, they use natural lighting, but then they bump up that ISO, like, so stupid high. And you're just like, really? They put that much ISO for this yeah. photo? Like, you're like, no, that can't be right. They're like, oh, no, it's called, you know, high-key photography. And I'm like, mm, yeah, about that, you know. I mean, that's just my opinion, of course. Some people, you I, know, they can make it work, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, I'll use I, I'll use as high as, like, 6,400 ISO and, and yeah. not think about it. But it has to be, like, there has to be, like, justification behind it. Right. But, like, I mean, there, but, I mean, what I'm trying to get at is, like, there's, like, I mean, no, I'm talking about more than 6,400. I'm talking about, like way higher than that and then you know some of these cameras are screaming like whoa what are you doing you're way too high on this iso yeah and i'm just like woof and then yeah. you start seeing all that well, film and you know, i mean like, like the thing is if the light if there's like enough light there to like i mean you can use um 1280 you can use a pretty high iso like if you can get the right exposure right. on the skin right because it won't be as noisy, and then you can always add contrast afterwards. So it's not it's not too bad, but like I don't see a purpose in using really high ISO if there's light, or you can add light to kind of smooth out the image. And you're just like, ugh. But I mean, once again, this is my. I mean, and I hope that people are listening to this podcast. They're not gonna be like, oh, I'm definitely gonna hear him again, you know, because I use high ISO or you know, or none of that. I'm just saying, like, to my personal taste. I mean, because yeah. everybody has their own different style. Um, yeah. But I just, I just seen that, and I'm just like, oh, it makes me cringe a little bit. And I mean, maybe it's just because I was taught differently. Maybe you know, yeah. some people are, never went through a course, but mm-hmm. they're excellent photographers, you know. And yeah, but like, and I've never, happen. yeah. I mean, I've never learned anything, and I've, I mean, actually, the Wilmington University Photography Program has gotten amazing especially hearing from like you and like Chris. Yes. Um, I had, I had interns previously before you guys got there. Okay. And, um, I wanted to choke some of the instructors because like <laughs> I brought them, I brought them to work with me and I'm like, uh, <laughs> and like, there's like the, I guess the guy, like, I guess the instructor like, saw the shots and he's like, this is underexposed. Like this is like this, this, this is this. And I'm like, bro, stop trying to critique the work. Like it's not even done yet. Yeah. Like, it's like one, I'm exposing for highlights. Two, like you, you need to understand like different different cameras work differently. Like if I'm shooting with a, Z, a D750, I'm gonna underexpose because it has an invariant um, sensor, which you can you can shoot like four stops below and pull it right up without noise. Right. Um, right. The Z6 is close, but not quite there. 
Um, actually, Z6 is kind of more like, I would say, like the D500 sensor and the D5 sensor, where you can have more highlight recovery Yes. than yes. shadow recovery. Um, if you try to pull up the shadows, you'll get some noise in there. Um <clears throat> I mean, D5, I mean, in my personal opinion, D500 on, on dark lighting, yeah. man, I mean, I use D500 for, to shooting up, up in space, like, you know, the yeah. astrophotography, like, yeah. and man, I can, I mean, not to like, you know, talk highly of myself or anything like that, but the yeah. gear, like, to that D500, I have to give it to them. And mm-hmm. that's just one of well, those things where. I think, yeah, I think those sensors are made to capture good yeah. highlight good highlight information like even if like you pull it in even if it looks like kind of blown out mm-hmm. you there's a lot you can bring it back a lot like i know with my d750 like if i overexpose once it goes white i can't pull it back yeah, it's like, yeah you're gonna have to do some like special effects kind of thing like you know just uh yeah maybe... i mean i'm like i'm better off just shooting like i mean my d750 i was shooting like on the regular like two sh- two stops under exposed Oof. and then pulling it up. And then when you pull down the highlights, I mean, it's, it's still, I mean, it's, I, it's still one of the most forgiving sensors like that, that I've worked with. I don't know about like Sony. I think like, I think it's comparable like to the a seven three. Okay. Um, but so you worked but, with you know, others besides like Nikon itself, like you worked with like Sony from what I'm hearing. You said you you ever work with Canon itself or just? Uh, I I don't like I I'm most, I I'm so invested in Nikon I can't really switch that much. Um, I've shot a couple Sony's and I've shot a couple Canons. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't buy one if I go to any other if I do to like a new camera system like I'm going like medium format like Fuji GFX. Really a Fuji? Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I thought of it, like, if you take, like, this year's model of, like, Canon, Nikon, Sony. Sony, and put them all together, it's it's just splitting hairs. There's, like, a few differences. Right. Like, the menu system on the Sony suck. Um, <laughs> Canon feels, like, backwards when I when I shoot with it because the ergo, ergonomics are different. Yes. Um, I can't stand... Like I can, I can get used to where the Canon controls are, but like having the shutter wheel at the top, where that you use with your trigger, trigger finger, and then uh, it just, it just doesn't feel right. Like every other, most cameras have like the shutter wheel where your thumb is, and then the aperture dial where your trigger finger is. Right. Like right. it just makes sense. And then Canon was just like, hey, guess what? We're just gonna. <laughs> We're just gonna do the opposite. Do something weird, and we're gonna throw a steering wheel <laughs> on the back of it too. And like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, and, and I'll shoot with it, um, but yeah, it's just all solid preference. I'm, I'm just comfortable with like with shooting Nikon, and um, I do have a Fuji, um, I have a Fuji like rangefinder digital camera. It's like the FX, the oh. FX wait Fuji X100F. Gotcha. And uh, it's a great, great little camera. It's got a uh, fixed lens. It's like 23 millimeters, and it's a crop sensor camera, so it's like a like a 35 millimeter lens. It's on at all times. Well, um, you got me. And that thing, 
I, I normally don't mess with Fuji as well, like, you know, as much because, you know, once again, I kind of just, you know, stick to my craft since yeah. I've known yeah. Daikon for so long. I mean, granted, I, everything that you mentioned, like, as far as, like, Canon, you know, Sony, like, it, you're spot on. Like, everything is the total opposite from Nikon, like, you know, versus Canon. But I'm pretty sure if you picked one up and you started messing with it more and more and more, you're like, oh, okay, I, it kind of just starts falling into place. And I talked yeah. with Chris about that because I, I said, I asked him, like, you know, if he picks up my camera and I pick up his, you know, eventually we're going to get it. You know, we're, we're both going to get it and we're all going to be shooting still, you know, in the gear. And I try not to make it so much about the gear, you know, because some people like for, for example, well, me, I never could afford the Nikon D300S back in, you know, 2007, eight. Yeah. somewhere around there but the the fact was that you know i was using still a little point and shoot little sony cyber shot point and shoot it had like 3.2 megapixel and i was like and i thought i was so cool you know like but uh like i said i try not to really make it about the gear i try to make it you know about like the style i try to make it about you know the the angle i try to make it about you know how creative can we be with yeah. what we have you know and that's where i think i try to drive a lot on that and, and, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm a person that has a lot of gear, and I'll definitely say it's not about the gear, because, like, as much as I buy, I'm still, I'm not Dude, the greatest. I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm it doesn't right matter. There like, I'm right like, there with you. I mean, I got, yeah, I, I have so much, I have so much stuff that's overwhelming, um, but it's, a lot of it's just, like, how, it's the simplest stuff that's, like, yo, how are you going to, capture this image the best way like how are you going to light it how are you going to position it to where it's lit properly yeah of um, course. and all that stuff and uh yeah and one like once you get like gear heavy you start losing sight of like oh man, like it doesn't matter if i shot this with a 60 megapixel camera like i didn't even pose the person right or i didn't right. even light them it looks like crap like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're just like oh man son of a gun but, but you're right. Um, I, and that's my problem as well. Like I chase gear, I chase gear and I, and I'm not afraid to say it because you know, you always want the better stuff because you want your job to be easier. Right. Like, but in all honesty, like it's, it's like you mentioned that you're like, Oh, 60 megapixels. And I'm like, I don't even use five and I'm just exaggerating. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, it depends on what job I'm doing. So, um, But honestly, I'm like, oh, man, I didn't need five megapixels for this little, you know, rinky-dink, you know, little landscape shot or that I shot. Or maybe I just needed, you know, a little bit less. And maybe I just, you know, I could have saved myself some, you know, the XD card because, man, that thing is expensive. They're such expensive memory cards. But, again, I I chase gear and I I try, like, to just, you know, Chris said his wife, he tries to justify that he's like, look, um this is going to work for this and, you know, for this wedding or, this, you know, and I'm just like, oh gosh, what, what is my excuse? You know, I'm like, yeah. do I need this really? Yeah. But I think I've gotten better. I, I feel like I've gotten a lot better. I've stopped like purchasing. Like right now, if I could, I would try to buy, and this is just me trying to buy the, you know, the new Nikon Z6, you know, version two. Like, all right, that's what yeah. I like to call it. But that's, uh, I've been, I've been drilling over them. Oh. And, uh, but I was like, I'm like, dude, I got, I got, I got three Mark ones. I got a D7 or yeah, 
a Z7 and two Z6s. And I was like, I don't, I really don't need them. I was like, the only thing I really need is maybe the extra memory card because I feel better. Right, um, right. <clears throat> but I shot two weddings with, I shot a, actually a, a hand, good handful of weddings with, with just the one card. And the XQD card holds up really well. Um, I do. Joe Del Tufo, like, assured me. He was like, dude, he's like, I've been shooting for, like, I don't know, probably, like, he's been shooting forever. I don't even want to, like, put a date on it, but it, he was like, he was like, I've never had a CF card fail, and I've never had an XQD card fail. He's like, I've had many SD cards fail, mm. and I was like, and he was the one that kind of gave me that the unwritten blessing that it's okay to shoot weddings with one card as long as it's not an SD card. I was like, okay. <laughs> Man, so these like, SD and cards are the so thing too, is Yeah, and I shoot with two cameras, so no matter what, like I should, unless like I blow up. And if I blow up, like, I'm not turning anything in anyway. So, um, but, um, as long as, like, one, like, as long as one of the, like, the cameras is fine, like, I shoot with two cameras anyway, so there's at least one camera that I could deliver the images with. Um, Yeah, I mean, you make it work. Yeah. And there's data recovery, merch things, like, I've, I don't like, I've lost... I've, I've formatted a whole card, and within 20 minutes and 70 bucks, I got it all back. Like, nice, nice. so it's anything. Pretty much a lot of the stuff's possible. So, so um, David, um, if I may ask, uh, so what is your favorite subject to shoot, and why? Like, why? Why do you like this specific um, subject? That's a tough. That's a tough thing. I mean, I just I like portraits in general. Um, uh, my favorite thing, Ty, to shoot is like my dog because he's, he's tiny. And, I see. You know, I can, saw the pose. I mean, if you can shoot, if you can, if you can lock onto a Chihuahua's eye, is like f one point four. Like pretty much everything's easy. Oh, oh man, that's so, awesome. that's awesome, man. Like, he, he's kind of been like my training buddy, <laughs> and um, but now I mean I like shooting like dynamic portraits with like um with good lighting and in the, like good lighting on them, good lighting in the background. Like, um, I would say not, not quite sunset portraits, but when that sun is like, I would say shoulder level, like oh, I like, man. I like using flash to like fight that. Okay. And, uh, and go for, go after that. Like there's a couple, there's a couple good photos every once in a while. Like I'll get out there and, uh, and I'll get like a good, a good portrait of somebody like with the sun in the background where everything's like exposed nicely and looks cool. Nice. Uh, nice. I mean, I, I personally like, I, I mean, I, I shoot whether I shoot with people at sunsets or not. I think that's one of those things. I mean, I have to say, I'm not, I'm not judging nobody else's sunsets, but I mean, I feel like Delaware sunsets are amazing. I just, I don't know what it is about the area. It's just, maybe it just hits different, you know, I, man, we have some killer skies. <laughs> Probably. Apparently, <that> <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm huh? making some nice clouds that, uh, <laughs> that, that color that sunset well. Man, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, holy smokes! There's like purple, you know, pinkish, yeah. you know, yellow yeah. a little bit on this side. I'm like, whoa, this is just amazing! Yeah. Like, man, let me get my camera real quick. Yeah. But yeah, the problem is, it's like trying to like get that sunset without any. 
anything around, like a power line or like oh, a yeah. smoke stack from a power plant or... <laughs> He's like, man, dang it, I can't, you know, I can't freaking get it, like, oh, there's a fence there, and, you know, it's, like, right above that line where you're just like, uh, but sometimes, you know what, like, honestly, I just use whatever environment I'm in, you know, like, if I happen to be on a car, and I happen to have my camera with me, I'll stop on the side of the road, and I'll try to shoot, granted, yeah, there's, like, buildings and stuff like that sometimes, sometimes there's just, like, you know, like you mentioned, power lines, or sometimes I'll be real lucky enough to be like in the middle of a field because I'll be like on, you know, uh, route 301 or something like that. And I'm like in the middle of just nowhere. I'm like, Whoa, I just got the perfect shot right here. You know, which I personally believe. And then I'm like, Oh man, did I have my zoom lens? Oh man. I don't freaking have like a, a fish eye or maybe something to grab something more. But I mean, so that's awesome that you, you know, your, your favorite subjects about portraits. Um, and you said, Wait, did you say why? Like, why you love portraits so much instead of, like, any, besides anything else? Like, Nah, I mean, it's just, like, um, I mean, it's a cool way to, like, uh, uh, interact with somebody. Like, it's, it, it, I almost think of it, like, uh, my girlfriend's a hairstylist, and, uh, like, we kind of have the same relationship with our clients where we, like, basically hang out with them for an hour, take their pictures, and, like, let's, it's kind of like a, a neat relationship you have with somebody. Yeah, that's an and, awesome uh, combo right there, by the way. Uh, that's like, yeah. if you have somebody who could do hair and, you know, you could have a photographer with, that's an, a killer combo. Always yeah. killer combo. Yeah. But, you know, makeup, hair, and, you know, photography, they always go hand in hand well. You know, like, you can help the guys out, you know, make sure they're, they're looking great for the photos, you know, their polo, you know, shirts looking or you know, but any anything as a suit maybe, and like I said, just if you get those two into a hand, it, it makes a killer business plan. I mean, yeah. to me, that's. Yeah. But that's awesome, man. That's that's really awesome. Um, is have you had like any struggles like where, as you know that, as a photographer, like they just like, man, I, I don't know how to do something. I just or, just like any struggle like. To make it where you are today as a photographer, like, I mean, uh, a lot. Like, I, I, I like, I kind of built like my clientele up before I went went full time because that's how like everything like eclipsed, but um, how it eclipsed the other job. But like, there's there's slow seasons where you don't think. Um, what was it? Uh, right before the year before I went full time, like. I mean, you have to think that I was like my full time job before that. I was only making fifteen bucks an hour. Oof. So, um, gotcha. I mean, like, and I got a I got a twelve year old kid now. He was like eleven at the time, and like I thought things were going well at this this one time, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna buy all this all these Christmas presents and stuff, and yeah, like, yeah, I'm gonna buy buy a camera, <laughs> and then um, and I didn't plan for like I didn't. I didn't advertise like for fall sessions or like Christmas sessions and like, and stuff like that. And like, I was just basically, and, and I had, I had a good summer, like shoot weddings and shoot some commercial stuff. But like that, that money ran out and nothing else was coming in. So like that, I was, I was like dead broke by like after Christmas and, uh, I was like, shit, I was like, what am I going to do? It's like, all right, next year I'm going to plan for, I was like, what, I was like, what, are, I know what I didn't do. I was like, I didn't plan ahead. 
I was like, so, um, um, I was like, next year I'm going to like roll out fall stuff and try to get fall pictures. And then I'm going to try to get like do Christmas stuff. It's not something I want to do, but like, Hey, I mean, money's you like, money. you like toys, you like money. So you right. might as well you go do it. <laughs> right. So I kind of put it out there, um, the next year and then it was good. Then going into the following year, um, around, this is like my first year full time. And I was okay through like, yeah, the winter, cause I did the, the Christmas thing and then I was okay during, uh, like, uh, the first of the year. So I had like a wedding or two. Okay. Then right around July, everything got slow again and I was like, damn, like, I was like, alright, I was like, I'm, I'm good. And then I was like, <laughs> hey, guess what? Your air conditioner in your car is gone. Oh. Alright. So there's like $1,400. Oh, and then, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure what else, but like, but yeah, like I'm basically like self-employed, like and my car's falling apart and then, uh, I had to like shell out like $1,400 on top of like my monthly expenses. And I was like, all uh, right. I was like, so June, let me plan for, plan for June next year. Um, and fall and, and Christmas time. So let me, let me like plan for that. So I'm not like. Eating peanut butter sandwiches and hiding at the gym. And I mean, that was my first, first year full time. Like, I spent almost, I spent as long as four hours at the gym, like every morning. Um, and then during the summer times, I was like, I would spend the mornings at the gym while my son was at camp, like if I didn't have work. And then, um, I would, uh, I would maybe shoot something. If okay. not, I would go back home, take a nap, then I would go out and work out more, and then go pick him up, because that was, like, the cheapest thing I could do. Hmm. And um, and I did it for, I mean, it was, I, I exercised like a madman, and people were like, man, you're really dedicated. I'm like, no, dude, I'm really broke. Like, I can afford pre-workout, water, protein, and um, that's it. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't really a struggle, because, like, I mean, like, it was, it was kind of like, it was probably the best thing I could do broke. Um, hey, and, um, you turned something from nothing, you know, and, and yeah, you try to make it, but, you, know, uh, you took a chance. Yeah. But, um, the following year, like, yeah, 2020, like, I was like, cool. Like things are like are rolling through, like things are really good. And then I was like, Oh, cool. Like we're going to shut down the country. And I was like, like and oh. then, they were like, hey, we're postponing our wedding, Dave. And I was like, okay, I'll be fine. And we're like, hey. Another one's like, hey, we're postponing the wedding. I was like, okay. And then, just, and then like, I, think I had like $12,000 deferred Oof. Oof. in weddings and gigs the first two weeks of it. And I was oh like, yeah, man, what am I going to do? But I was like, I planned ahead. Um, and I started helping... Um, Another, an up, well, he was up, uh, he's pretty established. And like, they're a staging company, but they do real estate photography. Okay. And he put a thing out there that he was like, hey, we're expanding, and you know, the photographer. And I was like, yeah, let me just kind of put that in there. I was like, because, like, it'll be mostly day work, um, because you got to shoot while the sun's out. And, um, it'll be like Monday through Friday mostly, because most realtors don't really want to work on weekends. But Mm. if it's, if it's a Saturday or Sunday, it's only like, it's not that bad. 
real estate photography only takes like, I mean, it takes me like 35 to 40 minutes to get through a regular house and then like an hour to two hours tops to get through a giant house. Gotcha. So I was like, wow. okay. I was like, let me just do that. And that like, that saved me for, um, for the year. That's um, awesome, man. I mean, that's, it kind of, so you thought the doors were kind of closing on you, but then this other door just having to open up for you. And yeah. I mean, would you consider that like your most triumph moment as a photographer or like, do you, you know, do you feel like you have something that can top that or? That, I mean, that was a good business, business decision. Like it was just, um, it, it was just a smart thing to do. Like, um, because, uh, I mean, and I didn't expect us to, like, to be as, like, for me to be as busy as I was, but, like, it was just, like, it was great. Like, every time I turned around, I would get an appointment scheduled. Dude, that's awesome. And, um, that and I'm not awesome. even, I'm not even at the skill set of some of the other guys on the team because they do video, um, and right. I'm still, like, I'm, I'm literally so busy that I can't even, I can't even finish around. my drone. I can't finish my drone course. I'm wow. still trying to take a drone. I'm still trying to get drone certified and I'm only like 30% through it. But like I got, I got my clients. I got, uh, I got clients through the other company. I got my son, got girlfriend. Yeah. I got my dogs. I got all these, I got things that right. uh, like I'll, I'll get there. And, um, when I do get there, it'll be great. Cause, uh, that's, a whole ton of extra money. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Drone photography. I mean, or, or even video photography or video, man, they're, yeah. they're making a killings. Um, yeah. I, I didn't, I never thought that drone photography would be like an actual thing. I just yeah. thought, you know, like, you know, I'm pretty sure I thought, you know, and I'm just thinking, you know, like back in the day of Terminator, you know, I thought drones were like Skynet kind of thing. We're like, Oh man, but man, yeah. no, they save, you know, a lot of farmers, believe it or not, they use drones. Yeah. You know, they want to see the crops. They want to see, you know, like the whole field. Like they want to see, you know, something that they're not, you know, uh, that they can't get right away from just ground view. You know, they want yeah. that bird's eye view, man. Oh, they make a killing. Mm-hmm. And, but that's awesome. I mean, not to drive away from the story. That's awesome that you, you know, you picked up something where it just, like I mentioned before, you closed that door kind of closed on you, but it opened up for a broad, new, different field. And then you're like, well, I got to make this work. Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and you adapted and overcame it. That's awesome. That's yeah. Kudos. But it's, not, yeah, it's been, it's been an experience. It's been cool. Like, <laughs> and here I'm I'm complaining because I'm like, oh man, this COVID thing is this year has been the worst year ever, and you know I'm ready for it to be over. But yet, yeah, sounds like you know you are picking up. You know, you sounds like you're just you know. Um, it's almost like you're still in 2019, but you know, you're just a better version of 2019, you know? And that's, yeah. I mean, and like I said, that's, that's amazing. I, I guess a lot of people can't really say that because there's like people who are just like, well, they were counting on that as well. And then some of them, it didn't happen for them, you know, but yeah. for you, like, well, I mean, that's, that's the thing. You can't count on anything. Like, no, you can't. It's not, nothing's, nothing's guaranteed and nothing, but nothing's permanent. Right. And, um, like, I, I saw, like, one of your questions was, like, who's the person you look up to? And, uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, my, this guy, my buddy Paul Pruitt, like, we're, we're friends. We, like, we knew each other before I even picked up a camera. Oh, yeah. Um, I met, 
I met him when I was first checking out like um, a uh, Wilmington art loop just to see where I could put my art out. And okay. um, he he friend requested me like a while back and I was wondering, I was, I, I was just like, oh, cool. Like somebody friend requested me, except cool. And then um, I, I would see his post <clears throat> and um, I walked up to him. We were in like Film Brothers in, in town. I was like, yeah, aren't you Paul Pruitt? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. Um, and he was talking about photography and it was like real short. Um, but like we, he like gave me his card. And I was like, yeah, I'm just checking out places like um, to show my artwork. And he's like, yeah, cool. He's like, check out this place. Check out this place. There's some really cool stuff. Nice. And there was like nice. a, an iPhone photography exhibit that was, I mean, this was back when the iPhone 4 was out. And, uh, and it was cool. Um, there was like large format prints going with like an iPhone. And it was kind of impressive. And, um, but, uh, after, after I met him, like, I, it, he didn't inspire me to pick up a camera, but I ended up picking up a camera. And then, like, for yeah, years, like, every, every time I would post something or I would talk about something in, like, one of the photographer groups or something, he would, like, chime in with something or, Oh, that's see awesome. something he would post and and he was he was just kind of like my my uncle of photography that that kind of <laughs> like stirred my brain up to kind of move myself to um to lighting to he's the one that got me in lighting he was the one like i said something about like yeah man i just used this like this dofin like bounce diffuser on my camera and shoot with and just bounce and he's like he was like dave if you want to learn how to like shape light and like make yourself stand out he was like take that flash off the camera he's like and i heard started hearing people being like throw the tupperware away <laughs> like learn learn how to like learn how to add light right, like, right. okay so then yeah and then i started spending thousands of dollars on light modifiers and off-camera units and triggers and he's a per he was the first person i bet he was probably one of the first people in delaware to use godox Really? And uh, he's the one that turned me on to Godox, I would say, like, four years ago. And, um... Wow. Like, it, it was to the point, like, I went from using Yang, Yang Yuno flashes, and I had them, I had the off-camera units that did radio triggering and stuff. Right. And he, and, um, like he was using, like, and I was using Magma stuff, but, like, um... I messaged him and I was like, yo, I was like, what flashes do you have? Because like the mag bounce I have on my camera, I was like, just makes the flash head flop around. It's not steady. He was like, well, he's like, these Godox, um, was it 860s are pretty stiff. Like they'll hold them on there. And I was like, okay. And he's like, and the good thing is they have lithium ion batteries and they're rechargeable and they are all like, they're like all, they all talk to each other and stuff. And I was like, I don't say no more. I was like, I'm going to buy seven of them. He's like, okay. <laughs> He's like, sold right now. <laughs> I yeah. just bought them. So like, yeah, as soon as that happened, like I sold um, those to like John Melora, my young, you know, sets to John Melora and then switched to Godox and then now I have like a whole bunch. Just, it, it's out of control. <laughs> like, hey, I mean, if, if that makes you feel like, you know, oh, I can land the shot that I want with the gear you have, then hey, by all it, means, you it, know? Well, it's not just that. I want to be able to land the shot that I want. And if all my gear, like if the gear I have on location gets smashed, I can go right to my car and bring out 
True. That is very new true. stuff and keep working. Yeah, you just, um, like you never miss the beat. Yeah, and and that was a thing. Like uh, Steve mentioned the whole "don't let me, don't let him see you sweat." Yes. Um, yes, he did. And there was a, there was an instance where I went and shot a um, a couple in a cemetery on uh, the day before. The day before Halloween, and I had a, wet, a wedding the next day on Halloween, my goal was to shoot them, get them their images so they can post their stuff on Halloween. It was like a quick shoot, but um, it was in a cemetery in Wilmington, and um, they were like, yeah, we got these um, – they were like, we got these smoke bombs, and I was like, no. I was like, we're not doing this. I was like, we're not doing smoke bombs. I was like, you know, I was like, you know about that forest fire and like – and uh, in California, I was like, that was dumb with a smoke bomb. We're not oh, doing it. Man. I was like, no. Nope. And they were like, they're like, they're safe. They're 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 for rats. Like they're one of those things you just throw in a rat hole and it, like smokes them out. So like it doesn't like it's completely safe. It won't like catch fire. And I was like, <laughs> we have to do it at the very end. I was oh. like, the very end. And they were like, okay. And I was like, we, as soon as we do it, we take the pictures, we grab them. I don't care if they're on fire in our hands or putting them out and like disposing them as the, like we have to make sure like, was like we can't leave until they're completely out. He's like, okay, we just call the precautions. Hey, um, I mean, at least, I mean, I, so that's one thing I haven't really used a lot of smoke bombs. Like I, I yeah. never really try to use them, you know, because the shoots that I'm trying to go for, it's like, um, yeah. you know, not that particular setting, but um, I have used I one think, once, and I'm just like, and I was like, uh, oh, I gotta shoot quick because they're gonna go out. They're yeah, gonna go out, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and they, they only I, last I think, thirty, forty seconds. Yeah, as atmospheric cans, like thick atmosphere cans, the spray, mm-hmm. I think are cool, but then they're just not colored. But gotcha. I mean, like, and the thing with smoke bombs is you gotta place them right, or it looks like somebody's just farting, like <laughs> yeah, smoke. blue dust, like. <laughs> figure out where you're going to place them then lay them and then and then right. do that and then it, after a while you see so many photographers are like oh, i'm using smoke bombs and smoke bombs and smoke bombs and it just gets it, gets, it just gets yeah. yeah um so like i like the atmospheric spray i haven't used it but i like the look of it and it sounds safer yeah absolutely but, it, it, but going it's... back to going back to the shoot so i had a shoot sack it's like 180 dollars like this this bag it's just basically these little slots that you can put a you can put three things on one side like flashes and you okay. can put lenses and you put three things on the other side so I had a brand new um that's what I had I had a Nikon D6 I was using I put a, my Fuji X100F camera in one of the slots um I had a 35 millimeter Nikon F1.8 uh, yeah, F1.8, the Z lens. Then I had the 85Z and I had the 20Z in the, in this bag. I had it on my shoulder the whole time. Oh. We did the shoot. Um, and then on the way back, I switched lenses and put my 20 on because I wanted like a wide angle. And then um, I was like, all right, we're going to do the smoke bomb thing. I was like, let's start our cars and move them out of the way and this and that. I put my bag down. Did the smoke bomb thing. I took the pictures, and then we put them out. We put them in the trash can. 
And I was like, bye. Took off. <laughs> and then um, girlfriend went to go do hair the next morning at this, this wedding in Havre de Grace. Okay. And then um, I, like, she stays in Port Deposit, so I, I was with her in Port Deposit. I woke up, and I was like, all right, I'll have to be there until 1. I'm just going to take my time. I was like, but first I'm going to, like, go into my car and, like, organize, like, what lenses I'm going to take, what I'm going to do. And I was like, I was hell-bent. I was like, I was like I'm going to shoot all primes tomorrow. I was like, it's going to be tight. Mm. I, was like, I was like, I have all these Z primes. I was like, I'm shooting nothing but primes tomorrow. Okay. And then, um, so then I go to my bag, and I was like, where's my bag? I was like, I only have my 50 and my 20. And I was like. Don't tell me. I was like, it's at the cemetery. Oh, like, wow. I was like, it's at the cemetery in Wilmington and have it a grease. I was like, <laughs> damn. Jeez. <clears throat> so, I was like. Please um, tell yeah, me it was I, there. Please tell I'll, me it was there. So, I drove I drove there. I started taking screenshots on my way uh, of my receipts so I could submit them to insurance. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, the whole time I'm like cussing myself out, freaking out, but also telling them myself like you're you're fine, you got you got gear. Right. And I was like, but half of me's like I wanted to use that gear. Right, right. Like this is what I wanted to use for that wedding. So I was like, <laughs> kind of, I was just like, I was more pissed that I couldn't use the primes if they weren't there. So I like roll, I roll up there and I look, it's gone. I was like, all right, great. No. I was like, uh, so I blindly, like, I put on Facebook, I was like, if anybody found a bag with a camera and two lenses in Wilmington, I was like, call this number. So, like, oh, I think, like, goodness. 100 people shared that. And I was like, I was like, maybe, I was like, if I call the ruckus in Wilmington, if somebody sees, I was like, I might start a riot where people are just beating people <laughs> up with black bags. Oh, but whatever. Goodness. I was like, eventually I'll get my, I'm either going to get my stuff back or uh, I'm just, I'm going to get a check from insurance for losing it. And then, um, but um, as soon as I turn the corner, I go up Harrison Street, and there's cops all up that street. And I was like, okay. Oh. And um, and I look over, and my buddy's there, and he works for the police. And I was like, yeah. I was like, this may be a long shot, but I lost the bag, with, and he's a photographer too. So I was okay. like, I lost the bag with this, this, and this. And I was like, this may be a long shot, but I was like, you're the first person I saw, and I kind of need to get, I, even if you don't find it, it just feels better that I get this off my chest right, right. before I go to work. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I know the owner of the place, and I know the caretaker. He's like, I'll, I'll get a hold of them and see if they found anything. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, I did my part. I was like, let me go to work. So I went, drove to the wedding, used my, like, used my other gear, shot, I had to shoot zooms, whatever. It was cool. And then um, as soon as the ceremony was done and I did, like, a couple shots, I got a text message, and he was like, yo, he's like, we got it. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Yes. I was thank like, this just made my life even better. Oh, and, my uh, goodness. Woo. Yeah, so, so I, I got it. Been. Freaking! Oh my god! I mean, I I was freaking out, and I and this didn't even happen to me. I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, bro, that's a nightmare and a half. All that money and all that, like, just and you know what? As soon as you said you dropped the bag down, I'm like, I hope he didn't forget it. I hope he did not forget it. <laughs> but it seems like it was leading to that point, and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. 
but <laughs> but I mean I'm so glad. Oh man, that makes me just uh what was it? Dang it, what was I gonna say? <laughs> um, I was gonna say like uh, so was that like your worst moment in photography or? Nah, uh. I mean, to me that sounds nah, like because, a nightmare. Because the whole time I was driving, I'm like. Dave, you prepared yourself for this. Like, this is why you have all this gear. I'm like, like I have, like, yeah, have, I mean, yeah, yeah you have money. I, you have money sitting on like, you know, that gold mine is just it's your bread and butter. You know, like where it got yeah. you where you are today. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that was the thing that. Uh, uh, I mean, again, the guy I looked up to it was like always get back up to stuff. And, gotcha. um, and I, I didn't think about lenses, but like, as my, my, like, collection progressed, I was like, yeah, I was like, I like this, this Sigma 85 millimeter, but once the Z came, came out, I was like, let me get the Z, the Z brand, the Z85 too, because, um, just native glass is good together. Um, but I mean, they both have different looks. But yeah, same thing with like the 50 millimeters and like I, I have like I have coverage and I have backup coverage and it was something that was like make sure you do it just because um, there might be a time where something's gonna break and dude you know, I break stuff all the time um, and you just gotta keep going. And I mean I'm glad that you have that mentality that you just like well look if something happens I'm I feel like I'll be okay you know I I mean yeah it's gonna suck at first but you know for a fact that you're going to be like, all right, well, this is how it's going to work. And, yeah. I mean... And that was... Yeah, I mean, there was another time I did... We did, like, a trash the dress shoot, and it, it, it was so much fun. I got to meet, like... Uh, I think that was the first time I met Sam Ellis in person. Oh. Um, and uh, Jeffrey Murphy in person. Buddy John Malore was down there. Um, it was down at Cape Henlope, and, and um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to bring lights. And uh, I'm going to get them really close to the ocean because I'm an idiot. And um, <laughs> I had the person all set up, and I had two eighty two hundred, and I'm taking pictures, and I just watched one just topple in the water, and I was like, oh. So I just ran over, pulled it out, and put it on there, and I was like, and, and like the, oh. I think the LED light was stuck on, and then I was like, all right, let me pull the battery out, and turn it off, turn it on, and I was like, all right. I was like, give me like five seconds to cry and I was like I'll be right back and then <laughs> yeah, you can't show them that like, you can't show them that you can't show them yeah. like hey you know you're, yeah. you're crying inside outside you're just like oh gosh I gotta be strong here you know yeah. and you know yeah. the customers they know you know like yeah. they know like even though you try like not to show it they're like oh yeah. man that was expensive well, most of them feel worse than I do they're just like oh my god that thing <laughs> fell in the water like isn't that expensive and I was like yep <laughs> what takes guts you know like yeah. <laughs> um but and, and it educates you too like you like maintenance is like a, as a as a good thing is like you can't like i see a lot of people post like hey where do i do this where do i do this where do i do this like mm -hmm. um like i started like i learned a lot of the information from like breaking my stuff mm -hmm. um and um or like i learned how to clean my sensor on my own and i learned how to like calibrate my lenses nice um, nice and um and uh, if I break something by Godox, I know that I can send it to Cheetah Stain and they repair it. It's like oh, that's something new. I never, I never like knew a, that. Like yeah, it's like 125 bucks for like general. 
Oh, I, I threw the thing in the water and it cost me 100 tries, 25 bucks. So that was like a deal. Wow. To get a, basically a fresh one. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome because yeah. I would have been like, oh, who do I go to? And, and like, how can I find a, you know, used one cheap? And like, not, these are not considered worst moments. These are considered, you know, like your, you know, your bad moments, you know, in life, of course. That's like the, the like the epiphany of all the the times that you just you know because for me like that worst moment that I could say is like I had you know uh, my my full sensor you know just did not want to out of focus or didn't want to yeah, focus at all. Um, Tim Alexander tagged me in that, and then the same like right around the same day, like my the wedding that I was shooting, um, the bride was coming down the like the aisle, okay. and um, my 70 to 200 focus locked up on me and um so i I turned it off i unhooked the lens and then put it back on and then it started working um and i was able to catch her like i was able to catch her a little bit closer but i like i finally i finally got it like after you thought on your feet you made it happen you know like yeah and not a lot of people, you know, it's like I said, some people well, just freeze and up. Still, in hindsight, I was, kind, I'm kind of like, yeah, you're kind of an idiot for doing that because you had a 24 to 70 on another camera that was perfectly fine, and you could have gotten those shots without panic, and then waited till they, like, basically got the shots like from 70, 70 millimeters, like in, and, yeah. and, and then when they got got together they could have like when they started saying the vows you would have had time to regroup and mess with it hmm. um <clears throat> that's one of the things that i, I kind of needed that reflex instead of like trying to work through something that's broken while you're you have to get the shot um just set it aside and grab something else and go and when you have time to mess with it mess with it um because <clears throat> i probably i could have maybe missed some like important shots trying to fiddle with it when I could have got it and cropped it. And yeah. Um, you, but I mean, still, you still thought on your feet. You still had that fast reflex. You're just like, okay, bam, bam, bam. You said, oh, okay, it's not focusing. Let me take it out, put it back. All right. Well, okay, we're good. But granted, you're right. I mean, like sometimes like is knowing that you have another camera right at your side or on you, you know, it, it's just one of those things. I mean, I, and like I said, you still got the shot. You still got what you wanted. Um, and that's awesome. Some people, like I said, they just freeze up and they're just yeah. like, uh, you know, I'm like, what do I do now? I'm like, oh man, I can't do nothing now. And then yeah. they just kind of like, it's like almost like they give up, you know? Yeah. But I mean, once again, that's, that's, you're adapting, overcoming and you're just, you're killing it. That's, that's great. Um, and so, I mean, I guess not to wrap up or anything like that, but well, actually, yes, uh, like in your free time, do you shoot anything else? Like on your spare time, like do you just say, you know what, let me go out and shoot this eagle, or? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just got a well, I I bought a, a long, long telephoto lens for like uh, my life. Or... It was, well, I got it specifically for the Halloween wedding because they were like, we like we got waterfront, we got a waterfront ceremony, waterfront reception. Okay. We want pictures with the moon. And I had this idea where I was like, yo, I'm going to pose these people like 300 yards away oh. and get get a shot of them like with the moon there. And I was like, and I was like, but my backup plan, the worst comes to worst. I can always get 
a full shot of the moon and then Photoshop it into the pictures or create something around it. Like, um, I did like a silhouette of them in the moon for like in the, for their cover, like their, their gallery cover. Um, That's pretty and just cool. made it like, made it black and white. It was like, it was just quick, quick, like quick thinking. Um, a lot of the stuff I try to like, especially when it comes to like weddings, like, um, with, Anything I bring over to Photoshop, it's like it's got to be like a quick idea. Because mm-hmm. if I, if I'm trying, if I'm going to be spending like eight hours on an image, like it's got to be like worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's one of those things on those weddings that you just like, man, you're gonna have some good amount of time. Like, you know, I hope you have that coffee or that energy drink or something that you're gonna be, because you're gonna be sitting there for a good, good while. And me, like, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm getting better. It's still something that I'm working on, but I personally, man, I weddings. It's not that I don't, I don't avoid them by by all means. The money's there. The money, I definitely love to shoot weddings. It's just the editing. I'm like, okay, and then me like overthinking as well. Like I had that problem where I'm just like, oh, you know, I'll go back to it. Like even though I'm already done editing that photo, I'll go like do two, three other photos, and then I go back to that same one. And I don't know if you yeah. would struggle with that, but I, oh. Because yeah, I mean, a lot of mine is, is trying to get, just basically get through all, like, as I mean, I take as many as, like, 4,000 images, sure. and then I have yeah. to, like, cull it down to, like, <clears throat> and um, I've been, <clears throat> I've been trying to figure out ways of, like, making it eat, like, making it better for me, because I had a, I had a method that was really foolproof, but I have to, you have to be like enthusiastic about it. Um, and it's like my, the edit in method that a lot of, a lot of people do. Like I know, so I have like this mentality of not touching something twice um, because you lose, you lose time and you lose money. Yes. So with, with Lightroom, I import everything and then go straight into the develop module. And then I, um, I mark the ones that I want and edit them. Okay. And then if anything else, if I don't like it, I leave it blank. So basically I'm calling as I'm editing and adjusting. Um, nice, nice. So by the time I get through the first pass, I have all my selections done and they're edited. I'm finished. Um, I know, I know Chris Vitale goes through um, photo mechanic first. Yes, yes, he does. And and then picks his selections. But then that's the thing. Once you pick your selections, then you still got to go back and edit them. Right. And that's like that's double time for me. Um, I would rather. And that's the other thing too, is because like I, I also think about like how much volume do other people have compared to me? Like I like <clears throat> I didn't just shoot a wedding that weekend. Like I shot that wedding. And then before that, I shot a session the day before. Yeah, I lost my stuff. Then Monday rolled around, I probably had like a house or two. And then Tuesday rolled around, I had like a headshot or two. Then in another house or two. And then I still have to get my kid off the bus. My kid's stuck at home like half the week for now. He's stuck all week because the schools are shut down again. So then I'm like making dinner. And I also teach a class um, two nights a week for um, kids at Balt School that are getting into, that are, like, aspiring to get into Cad Calloway. Okay. So he took photography with them from 4.30 to 5.15. So, like... Dude, you're booked. I never, you're... I never have enough time to really get fully into, like, 
into a wedding. So like, I'm sure if I like, if I was really amped up and got like, and did like the, the edit in that I did, I could probably get through a wedding pretty fast, but it's, I'm like, I'm just like, I mean, I used to be able to stay up all night and do this stuff. And I used to like, I used to be so fixated on like editing and working and <laughs> constantly doing stuff. It, I mean, it ruined my relationships as a, a dad and, and it, like even like, a even relationships with people like, right, like just... I would, I would, I would basically blow off like to, to go out places, like blow off going out places or blow off interacting people to like, to finish editing. And like that, that, that hurt like my, your, like your just like my personality was, yeah. it yeah. Hurt, hurt with engaging people. It hurt with like my relationships and it hurt with, um, basically just valuing, valuing my time because I was really just devoting my time to, to, to my craft, which is cool, but you have to have a balance for it. True, um, true. and yeah, being able, like once I got into like exercising, working out, like, like, like making myself take a break and, um, like going out and engaging with people then coming back and basically treating it like a real job where I'm like this time to this time, I'm not going to work. I'm going to take a break this time to this time. I'm not going to do this. Um, and then this time to this time, this, this is what I'm going to get my work done. Yeah. You get your priorities <laughs> straight on that. And, and I mean, it's like you mentioned before, man, you know, you, you try to do all these things cause you know, you, you gotta get the income, you know? And, um, but you were getting stretched so thin that it was just affecting your work. It was affecting who you were and you just didn't have that time, you know? And, and some, some of these people, like you mentioned, it's just, you could work anywhere from like eight, 10, 12 and the client will never see the, all the work that you put into it. You know, they just see yeah. the, the finished products and they're like, Oh, great. You know, and some, some, I even met some clients where they're like, Oh, um, when can I get my photos? And that, you know, you tell them the general, you know, uh, time frame, and they're like, Oh, well, I kind of, you know, how can I push them to get them sooner? And I'm like, uh, listen, lady, we can, you know, and, and I'll spend a thousand bucks and I'll pay yeah. somebody else to do it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I like, that's the other thing too, is like, I just research, like, I mean, just from experience, like I, I try to have the answers for everything. Like, you know, if you, if you want that wedding, like edited and completed tomorrow, like I could have it done, but oh, man. I'm going to pay somebody else to do it. <laughs> um, and it's going to cost you. A lot more for you to me to hire it, and it's going to cost me. Well, it's you're going to pay me to be the middleman to do it. So mm -hmm. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just yeah, it's just the way. I mean, business works. I mean, you can get things done fast. You just need a team to do it. Um, and, and that's and, uh, and that's also too. That's true because um, I personally like I, I had a friend. Um, who did I have that that I said? Um, if someone can edit my photos, like I, I did the shoot, but I was not going to have time to edit. I don't, I forgot who it was. Uh, I can't remember the top. I mean, it was like a long time ago too. And I just tell him like, look, I, can I give you the photos and can you edit them? And then, you know, give them right back, you know, and I trusted this person. Of course I, you know, um, they, their skills were, were amazing. They're, oh, they are amazing. I should say, sorry. And I said, look, can I just give you the, you know, the raw formats and then you guys, you know, you guys can, and they're like, yeah, no problem. And then all of a sudden I get the finished product and just like normal business, like you mentioned, you know, and, yeah. and I, and I kept moving on, you know, doing my next shoot, like you have mentioned as well. 
and just keep moving on because it's like you said, this stuff can take time and people don't understand sometimes that, you know, yes, you do have the gear, you know, um, but sometimes you, you just don't have the time. Yeah. I mean, and that's why like, yeah, I, I, I outsource, I outsource a good bit of editing. It's not like a ton, but like, it's like, I have a, like specific, specific, especially corporate clients. I try to get the same, same look and same style, but also the same retouching. Mm-hmm. So, um, as soon as I shoot the photos and as soon as they select them, I send, I, I said the highest, highest red resolution JPEG out to be retouched. And then when I bring it, I'll bring it back in Lightroom and then export it into like the, the size I need it. Gotcha. Um, well, I mean, and that's, again, perfecting that craft, you know? Yeah. But, uh, okay, so David, I'm going to ask you one last question. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask about, so I saw a post on your personal Facebook and I mean, this Santa shoot, what was up with that? Like, please tell the podcast. I really <laughs> want them to know what I saw today. Like if you can explain, cause I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not many are friends with you, you know, from my yeah. podcasting, you know, some people are just getting to know who you are. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, I was in the mall with my girlfriend and passed by like the Santa thing. And or, or before that, like I passed and I saw like, Oh, there's like uh Santa's get pictures with Santa. And, right. uh, you, there's a, you have to make reservations because of the COVID situation and stuff like that. And, um, I was like, yeah, okay. So I like walked by the Santa place and like, there's a Santa place. And then I was like, <laughs> there's a light set up. And, uh, the, lighting modifier is like this um, silver on the inside, black on the outside umbrella. And it's it's basically opaque. There's nothing that goes with, through it. Um, right. And it's facing away from Santa. <laughs> and um, I was like, I was like, what, why? So I was, I'm sitting there, I was like thinking, I was like, let me, I'm taking a picture of this because this is just weird. Um, and, uh, so I like posted it, trolling it and making fun of it. And, um, and, um, but the whole time I'm sitting there trying to find a reason for it. I'm like, maybe trying they, to justify it. yeah, maybe it's spun backwards because like there's, there's natural light coming through. Like there's a, um, there's a glass ceiling. So there's light coming down, but I'm like looking at the pictures. I'm like, there's like shadows from the panes of the windows on the wall. <laughs> I was like, so they gotta be, that's gotta be an issue too. I was like, um, and then I was like, and maybe, yeah, maybe they're flipping it around, like, when it gets dark, and I was like, but that, that thing is in front of an arch. I was like, if that thing, like, that flash blast, I was like, there's going to be a big shadow of this arc in front of it, too. Right, right. I was like, I was like, maybe they, like, I don't know, maybe they move it around or something. I'm like, why is it even, why do you even bother <laughs> setting it up? And I'm like... But I mean, it it could be. I mean, it could be the smoke, the smoke and mirrors thing, like where they're just like, let's make this big extravagant setup, right. so it looks like it's a big production. Yes. So it looks like people like people are going to spend like a hundred bucks for these Santa photos because this is <laughs> this is how we we make our money. Let's make it look look bigger than it really is. Right. Let's let's make um, it look like a studio meanwhile, here. Yeah. Meanwhile, the photographer's shooting in like auto ISO. <laughs> or all auto settings and just shooting right to the computer. Um, 
But oh, wow. I mean, or it could be like, hey, this is if you want to open up this franchise of a, if you want to open up a franchise of like Christmas photos, like these are the the things that you need to get for a company, and one's like going to be like a, a alien <laughs> alien B white lightning, this stand, <laughs> and an umbrella, and they probably meant like a shoot through umbrella because the only thing that really makes sense for that that situation would be like a shoot through umbrella because you kind of want just this. That's diffused soft. flat right. light that's, right. that's not gonna not gonna be have like that's basically just error free and just shoot away um oh my goodness man but uh <laughs> i was just like what the, the hell <laughs> what is this what is this i mean doesn't does so seeing things like that does that like irk you a little bit like i mean knowing no i mean like I, that's the other thing that people like people that are like Oh my God! How dare they? I'm like, no, right. whatever. Like, don't. And then somebody was like, "Did you go up to them and say anything?" I'm like, no, man. They're not saying like they're just trying not, to do their thing, you know, trying to yeah, advertise I'm somehow. Not, like, if, if I see somebody bouncing flash outside, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> until they ask. Like, hey, why am I not getting light on the subject? I'm like. Well, you know yeah. that the uh, the distance that flash travels is not going to hit that cloud to bounce back <laughs> off your subject, so you might want to point it at them. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's something that like I'm not one of those people that are going to like throw my two cents in unless they're asked for it. Right, um, I mean, and that's and you know what's I mean I I would have to I hate to admit this, but I I could have been there at one point, you know, and I would have loved for someone to tell me like, hey, look. At that, at some point, they say, "Hey, look, you kind of have to move that umbrella a little bit, you know. If you really wanted to hit Santa and the kids, you know, you might want to yeah. like." But I mean, back then, I just winged it, you know. Back then, I yeah. just thought, you know, I didn't know what high ISO was. I didn't know what if I, you know, I could get a better lens to make a better aperture, get you know, better shallow depth of field. I didn't know all that, you know. Yeah. I just used whatever, um, whatever's cheapest I can get back in the day, whatever yeah. I, could, I could afford. And yeah, I remember, and I'm, sh- I'm sorry. Uh, I remember uh, shooting at a uh, at a small, like, not even like, not even five feet from. You know, I was in a ship, you know, military ship, and I was in a enclosed space, and yet I had a, a seventy to three hundred lens. I'm like, how am I gonna shoot this person's face? They're, yeah. I'm gonna see their pimples, you know. By the time I try to like get close, you know, far away from them, I was like, oh man, dude, it's, but. You know, we were all, I guess I, we were all there at one point, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. But, David. And that's. No, no, go Yeah, ahead. I mean, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big fan of, like, just, I mean, just learning from experience, like, you, like, to, I mean, if you see, like, especially with photography, you got to see the results of what, what doing something, what not doing something does. Right. Um, and, uh, that's like, um, I mean, and I, I teach photography, too, like. Um, that's awesome like, man. like as far as like mentoring like and I have like um, and I like I, I perp- like I like people I, I set people up just to mess up and take a bad shot and then show them how they can like what what to do to get it get it right um, and that that was how I was taught with um, before I even picked up the camera like I ran a photo lab and my boss was like I'm basically just gonna let you go I'm gonna tell you these things, but like I want you to mess up so you can see what what goes down oh. um, when you mess up. Like when you mess up film and you mess up this, like I want you to see like like what's gonna happen 
um, so you don't do it again. She's like, you're only going to learn from messing up. I was like, okay, cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, I mean, and and that's another thing too, like you just, you know, like you mentioned before, you know, you always learn through the worst situation, you know, like that's, you're like, well, I'm never going to do that again. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Or, <laughs> or, well, that bag is definitely going to be chained, you know, to my car next time, you know, <laughs> you're just like, holy smokes. But, uh, but it's like you said, that's how you definitely learn. You try to, you, you try to become better, you know, and yeah. that's, and that's what this is all about. You know, photography also, you know, you started maybe this as a hobby and now look, it's, it's a full-time success, you know, and of course you're going to have your struggles, but at the same time, you, you know, you try to do the best and you know, you try to better yourself and you start killing it. Yeah. But David, if is there any way the podcast, you know, like every, every listener out there in the world, is there a way they can find you, like a website or a social media? Like, is there anything that they can be like, dude, I love the podcast. I love your story. You know, friend request them yeah. ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can just, I mean, um, I, I have a website. It's davidhater.com. Um, you can Google David Hater and there's, there's me. Um, you can find my social media. You can find my Instagram. You can find um, my LinkedIn. Um, okay. The whole nine. Nice. Nice. Dude, David, you've been, seriously, you've been an amazing um interviewer today you've been awesome with you know the whole aspect like you you went to the nitty gritty uh, like you were not afraid to say your struggles and I, I love that I love that um I love the fact that you can you know turn from something ugly to turn something amazing afterwards you know and you didn't let it get to you I mean yeah at first at that moment you probably did but you overcame it and you're like look I'm gonna be better and that's and that's yeah. what I love to put on the podcast. I love for all my listeners out there, you know, where there's bad, there's also good. And where there's like yeah. struggles, there's also triumph moments. And you clearly said yeah. that today. And yeah. seriously, David, I thank you for coming into the podcast. Like I said, hopefully, yeah. man, yeah, thank you. when you become famous, well, actually, I already considered you famous. So <laughs> <laughs> just remember the, uh, you know, the poor people on the side. All right. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I, I I never wanted to be like that. Like, oh, I just want to know, I just want to know everybody and, and be tight with everybody. Wow. Um, that's, like I said, yeah. that's what makes everybody, you know, and like I said, we need to have more people like yourself because, you know, it, this is not a competition. This is, stri you know, strictly, we're all going to help each other some way, some form. We all network and be like, look, hey, I can't do the sweating. Can someone else, you know, sub in for me? And then yeah. I bet you, they're going to be like, wow, yes, I need, you know, I definitely could use that job. I can definitely fill in, you know, and they're going to try to make you proud, you know, and vice versa. You yeah. know, you're trying to get it. You're trying to get everybody to become to that point. They're just like, oh, man, because you never know what's going to happen later on in the future. You know, well, and, and the thing is, the community helps bring up the standard of photography. Like, um, I mean, you see it in like you see it in like the, the hair world, like. If you go to different salons, generally you're going to pay the same price for, um, like an updo, a balayage, um, um, a regular cut, um, highlights, 
um, and stuff like that. But if you go from photographer to photographer, the prices vary crazily. And it's a lot of it's not like education. Like I still underprice myself just because I, I'd rather have a lot of, like I really have a lot of work. Um, next year I'm probably going to increase my prices. Um, and then, um, seriously, the work stands out, you know, and and, um, just that confidence. Yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of it's like, a lot of the stuff isn't like, it's not a confidence thing. It's more of like, it's an education thing. It's also like, you can't, I can't sustain, um, shooting this much for this much. Right. Um, and be able to like be comfortable. Like I need to, you need gear. You cut, need, you I know. need to, well, I need to cut back, like, need to cut back certain things to basically make room for, for others. Um, especially when it comes to like, when it comes to pricing, so you're going to lose some clients, but you're going to like, you're going to hold on to clients of value that are willing to pay for you. Like, um, yeah, of course, support you. If, if you double your prices and only shoot half the people, you're everything. It's going to be the same, but you're going to have more time. You have more time in the market. You're going to have more time for your family. You're going to have more time to, um, to enjoy your life. Um, so, and on um, that note, to, on that note, David, I, I'm just going to you know leave off with this. Um, yeah. one of my professors, uh, told me, Everybody pays their bills the same. They never get a discount. Never. You know, you, you go into a doctor, you gotta, you know, you gotta pay whatever the doctor's gonna charge. You know, they're not gonna be like, hey, listen, uh, do you got a family and friends discount? You know, do you got, <laughs> they're gonna be like, uh, listen, this is the bill, you know, and you have this, by the way. And then you're like, oh crap. And I feel like it should work the same way with photography. And I, ha- I, I, and that's, that's the thing. A lot of people aren't educated on what the cost of photography is. And, um, like, I'll have people call me and then they're like, yo, like, I just had this photo session done and they charged me, like, this much. $500. And then they want me to, like, they want me to pick, I don't even get the pictures back and they want me to pick this oh, and I have man. to pick artwork. And I was like, that's, that's, that's normal in, in that photography. Thing like that's that's called in-person sales. I was like, people do that. I was like, <laughs> you sh- I was like, you should. Pr- I was like, one, you probably should have known that beforehand. I was like, the photographer probably should have told you that. Mm. Um, and if it, they didn't tell you that, it's bad on their part. Right, it's um, communication. But, you know, like yeah. Um, but I'm. Just, I was like, generally, like the price, the value of like an actual like a. Of, of a raw, like, well, not a raw file, but, like, a high-resolution, like, JPEG is around, like, $50 to $100. Um, yeah. So, um, and then, like, a website's image, is the value of it's, like, 20 bucks. Um, so if you, you think about that and you have, like, a couple hundred photos and, like, your your photographer gives them to you after a shoot that you paid, like, three to $400 for, mm should be happy with it like, yeah i mean um, like, i mean i like i said i i tell them clearly you know firsthand with any clients is just you know you're going to tell them how long you're going to shoot there for what's the price you know what's the images and what do they expect you know like i mean sometimes you know you you already have that relationship with the client but if you don't you know you start telling you know you start you know breaking the ice you know you start uh, getting the fact that you're like, look, this is, you know, this is what I'm going to do. 
yada yada. And here's where another comes to play is you know contracts. A lot of people don't like to do them. I I'm strictly I've been burned way too many times. I mean too many account, and I just I try to you know like I said I I put them up. I have to because at the end they're gonna be trying to you know fault you for everything for anything that you've done you know whatever and you could be the awesomest the most respectable person human being in the world and they're just gonna no i'm not gonna pay for this i'm not gonna i can't believe this and you know it's just oh man nightmares on on nightmares that's just but well i mean yeah that's my thing like my my contract generally is like it's this amount um i i do give a lot away to my clients um Mm -hmm. just because my my workflow is like fast and um i don't like holding clients stuff hostage um, right right it's it's one of those things like if a family member passes away like i want them to have that i don't want them to have to call me and tell me like yo um i i know i only you only sold me these pictures but like um like do you have my these photos my grandmother passed so- away and we need do you have these um can we get these photos and i would steal I don't want to feel obligated to sell them and I'd rather, but then I want to be consistent. So if I'm already consistent with, um, selling images, one of like single images, then I have to still do that. I can't like break the rules. So I'd rather give like, if you're buying into, if you're investing in like one of my packages, you're getting, um, all your images, right? You're getting all your images. Um, if you pay for, but there's also, I also have packages where it's like you can get 15 images, you can get 20 images, for can, this much. Um, or you get the whole thing. Um, but and I price accordingly. But because okay. um, I mean, some shoots, it's like when I do like the the Christmas sessions at DreamArt Studio, um, a half hour session with 15 images is, is definitely sufficient. Uh-huh. Um, you don't need 30 images of this year's Christmas. Right. Um, right. Um, some people like it. Some people really just don't need it. Um, and that's another thing too is I'm, I'm this next year I'm probably going to be focused on um, asking the client what do you like what do you need rather mm-hmm. than me being like these are my session prices like it's this this or this like if you don't like it that's it but I'd rather like it's better engaging in the concept uh, the conversation because it could be like it could be like hey we're looking for a family photo session. Um, our goal is to get a large photo, photos, right? Like, or right. a large photo or a wall, something for our wall. Then you can be like, okay, we can, this is what you can shoot for. specifically for that. Then, um, when your shoot's designed specifically for like a wall art piece or like something like that, then you can kind of compose accordingly. Um, and then in the, the end game, you'll be able to sell them their wall art rather than having them go to like Walgreens and print some big piece of shit. (laughs) Um, so, um, and that's the other thing is just educating among the quality that you have, um, and why it's going to be more expensive. Hey, I mean, I, and once again, I try to get the, you know, the most out of this and, and I try to, you know, teach these others, you know, cause you know, you get nervous and you just start like, oh, I'll give you everything. Oh, you know, they start saying one little thing about, you know, their work or something. They get so nervous and then they just try to like to compensate and they try to, like, oh, 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 well, you know, and and like I said, I've and I'm guilty of that. I've done that because yeah. once again, okay. I didn't know knowledge of, you know, photography. I didn't know what, it, you know, what people know now today. Like, 
Yeah. I mean, like, it, there's so much information out there that, you know, if I were to do that back then, as you know, today, oh, man, it'd probably be a game changer. But, you know, yeah. like I said, I'm still happy because, you know, I got to learn the hard <sighs> things like, you know, like yourself. I still got to, you know, get the, you know, the, the knowledge that where I am today, you know, so, I mean, it's, you know, catch 22, but anywho. Yeah. David. And that's, I mean, my thing is, like, if if I got it, if I picked up the tire for you when I was, like, 10 and got it then, and, like, I don't even think I would appreciate it as much as I do now. So, I mean, everything kind of, like, reveals itself at the right time. Absolutely. Um, I believe that as well. So, David, thank you so much. Seriously, thank you welcome. so much. And, like I said, guys, thank you guys for listening. Um Tune every Wednesdays. We definitely, you know, keep this new photographers, you know, every, even if we don't do phone interviews or, you know, uh, uh talk about photography, there's something's going to be learned. And then this is where we love to get interactions, you know, emails, uh, phone calls, anything. Um, you guys know where to find me. Email is Rivera L808 at gmail.com. R I V E R A L808 at gmail.com. David, thank you so much once again. And guys, thank you for having me. Hey, tune in until next time. All right, man. All right. All right, take care.